it is party time, Mom. It's Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. I'm over here laughing till I'm crying. That's what's going on. I've got the red eyes. Uh, the Puppet Master Mark, Chris Cruz, sitting there driving to the nether regions of all things insanity. Let me tell you something that happened yesterday uh, that's just absolutely insane. I got Lisa Reynolds, my very good friend, my dear love, Lisa Reynolds, in the hot seat. I don't know if you saw my Instagram yesterday. This is why I, my eyes were so red in this Instagram video. I walked out of here and people were like, were you crying in that video? I was like, did you listen to it? I was laughing so hard that it looked, I was crying. I need to see this. Now. I went to go give a blood draw uh, yesterday at a clinic. I go bebopping in there and, you know, the mask Nazis start passing out. You got to have a mask, got to have a mask. I was like, do I really? Do I really? And so there was this lady who was feeling so much pressure about not having a mask. She pulls a Kleenex out of her purse and she's holding a Kleenex of like unfolded Kleenex in front of her nose like this. It's breathing. It's just flopping out like a drape oh in the God. wind. And then she takes, she's got to fill out forms, so she needs both hands. She takes her sunglasses out of her purse, puts them on, and tucks it in the corners where it's <laughs> touching her skin. And then that's not working. So she takes the tissue, rips it in half, wads it up into little, you know, I call them nostril missiles. And she just shoves them up there like she's got a broken nose. <laughs> so she just shoves it up her nose, and she's got this tissue wad sticking out of her face. She doesn't bother covering her mouth. And, and so when the lady came back out with a box of masks, she was like, yes, please. I was dying. I, I would have been dying too, but why, wait, why did she think that plugging her nose up Who knows? would fix it? But why did she feel, did, they, did you put a mask on? No, I wouldn't do it. So she didn't have to. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, again, they were like, it's mandatory. It's like, it's it's not mandatory. Like, you can't, this is, you can't make me do this. This is not. That's true. We're not going into surgery here. I'm here to let you take my blood out of my body right we're not you know this is nowhere else so i didn't do it there are still so many people that like i see walking through the halls of congress or whatever and they're like n95 masked up and like still double masking and then they're looking at you like you're crazy for not having one i i don't understand why they don't get it and like they're are they that <laughs> brainwashed is it is it are they stupid i don't understand it brings out the mean part of me that says you know i kind of always suspected that people are stupid <laughs> now the last two years have really kind of confirmed it again and i hate when i make a joke or say something tongue-in-cheek and i always feel the need to qualify it because yes i know some of you have some immunocompromised family member the only problem is you didn't do that in 2018 or 19. I mean, I can remember back when we, we were doing, you know, our, our the uh, uh, my friend Bill Martin's cowboy charity, Cowboys Who Care. We'd do his charity where we'd go to the hospitals and we would give cowboy hats to kids with cancer. That was a hard. You want to talk about no. getting the eyes red? Yes. You go in there and and um, you you resist all made these hats that had a special comfort band for their little sensitive heads, you know. And so me and you are gonna have an emotional day. I can. We've tell already me, been having an emotional we've day. We've had an emotional day. day. So um, we go in there and do that, and like there were some severe cases where you'd have to robe up, mask up, the whole thing. I get that, right? Because their their immune systems are so Absolutely. compromised. Well, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about somebody that just walked out of the lubies from the buffet weighs 300 pounds gives zero shits about their health obviously and they're gonna talk about oh i'm immunocompromised maybe drink some water did you ever look at like okay so say it's about what 20 percent of the population still like masked up and stuff you're not in dc so you don't know but like it's DC's about that. bad i get it yeah right? but it, it like directly correlates with 
his approval rating. Like the idiots that still approve of him, it's like yeah. 20%, right? <laughs> they're the idiots still wearing the mask. The like they're the, that delusional. I had somebody, we have a new shirt that we put out that says 8646, <laughs> right? So get rid of Biden is what it says. Like, you know, restaurant terms, throw it away. Yep. I have had people who said, oh, you're calling for assassination. Oh, God. Are you stupid? It I means, mean, come on. It means we're out of this. Have you ever, have you ever, <laughs> have you uh, ever 86 undercooked? I mean, have you ever assassinated undercooked chicken? Jesus. You know, no, you just throw it out, right? That, that, so anyway, I had somebody who said, oh, yeah, you can't come up with an original idea. And I looked at them and they had a Ukraine flag for a profile picture. I can't. <laughs> like, you're going to accuse me of being unoriginal. Anyway, this is a very phallic show. We did a whole show yesterday with Matt Kibbe with this missile right here. I don't even know if people could tell that that's what it is. This is a Ukrainian missile that's sitting. I'm pointing my foot at it, my tennis-shoed foot right there. I just want the shield. Well, the shield is from the Ukraine as well. This is the kind of crap that, that Glenn Beck keeps in his closet. But where did you, when and where did you get this? Like when? It's Glenn's. From when? I don't like this. It week? just like, shows up in here. Chris goes and gets this stuff. But this is Glenn's. The, my favorite is the Barney tree. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's my favorite weird thing Barney in here. Barney tree's starting to wilt. It looks looking unhealthy. <laughs> like, it's had too many years on it. Like, that was the worst show ever, and now we have a Barney tree. <laughs> well, this is where they filmed Barney. I'm still weird. Well, so, for those of you who are watching, if, I, I think you know this. I don't want to assume. This is old This is old Paramount Studios where we film here. So, they filmed RoboCop and JFK and Air Force One, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, Prison Break. RoboCop was filmed exclusively here, the first one with Peter Weller, with the exception of, like, one scene. The entire thing was done here. Um, and then they did Barney. All except for the first season was filmed here in this building. So, the tree that's on set is sitting out there on rollers. Um, it's so Glenn just has to the V for Vendetta mask, the Guy Fox mask from the movie is sitting over there in the glass. Is that the actual one from the movie? Do you know, Chris? Yeah. That's the one from the I have to v- take a picture of that. My kids actually know like the Guy Fox poem, like the yeah, well, it's sitting there. there. If you the walk by Glenn's office right there, you could see the Guy Fox mask sitting there. You know, that's that's Lucille Ball's dress out there with her makeup mirror. I mean, she's a very diminutive woman if that's the size of the dress. I do like the 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 flying monkey costume from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you got, that, you got the flying monkeys. You got epic. the spear. You got uh, one of the pairs of the ruby slippers. You got one of Judy Garland's dresses out here. You got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's very Come in here is a weird thing, man. It's That's a weird, weird thing. Well, we're sitting here with an inert missile. I do want to take I the shield, it's... though. Like, let's take the shield yeah. and pretend like it's our mask and just run in everybody. Oh, well, I'll pick it we'll up. do man. that instead of a mask. Be like, I'll I'm putting have... my shield up. When we come back in the... It's well, as effective. Our, our buddy Dave Rubin's going to join us in the next segment. So maybe in a later segment, I'll, I'll <laughs> heft the shield. <laughs> I'll heft the shield. I'll fight off Dave Rubin's advances towards me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave you Rubin's know, cute. You, you, could, you could do a, worse. You could do worse. Dave Rubin's a good-looking man. Dave, you I've, could do I, worse. Sarah Gonzalez and I have talked about this many, many times. Uh, Dave Rubin's a good-looking man. Um, and I don't float that way, but that's a good-looking man. The... Um, and he obviously knows what to do, so there's two things going for him. Hey, uh, he's got a new book out called Don't Burn This Country. It's uh, It follows up his, his last bestseller, Don't Burn This Book, which was fantastic. And he wrote me a very sweet note. Uh, he, he actually sent me two books. He, he wrote a note in both of them. Very sweet of Dave. And, uh, and I appreciate him so much because, you know, some of these guys, they're big deal. They're a big deal. I'm not a big deal. They are a big deal. And, and they, they, they write those little notes in there, and, and they, they take the time because they are friends. And he said, he said, we're unlikely friends. 
And I thought that's interesting. I, I mentioned that yesterday on the show to Matt Kibbe, and Matt Kibbe said, well, sometimes your likely friends are the ones that screw you over. Yeah, uh, that's a little... Yeah. Oh, that's a little rough. Yeah. Unlikely friends? What does that mean? Well, we come from very different backgrounds. I'm a little sensitive. Very different backgrounds. I, I can appreciate where he's coming from. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he needs a cowboy hat. Uh, I'm glad you're... First of all, how are you doing? I shouldn't ask that question, should I? You're an emotional train wreck. You got all, you got all kind of things going on in your life. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Put all my business hey, listen, out there. I want to be like Woo! Oprah here. I want to be here let's for not, you, let's Lisa. Let's not I say we did. Jesus. So what I want to do is I want to get into uh, the attacks that come my way. <laughs> They're not really attacks, but people say, the stuff you're saying on the show is not really happening. Like there's not, there's no teachers out there really grooming kids. Oh my God. Um, and again, I want to say I'm on the side of teachers overall, but the educational um, profession is getting slammed by a system that's not in your court. They're not in your favor. So I'm, I'm fighting for you here. I'm trying to expose today's um, but, spot that is tomorrow's rot, if you will. But they are they are indoctrinated. They don't even know it, though. Like this has been happening. They don't, since many of them don't. The 1960s. Yeah. Like it's <clears throat> in the Communist Manifesto. It says it that to destroy capitalism, you have to destroy the the family. And they say specifically through gender and through <clears throat> race. That's yeah. what it says in there. And the way to do that is to undermine the school systems because they don't reproduce like we do so hey, that's the thing have they, you ever read the book or looked through are. the book the babylon bees guide to wokeism no, is fantastic i bought like a dozen copies i've still got a, a couple i bought six one. more i need to bring you one or send you one it's fantastic i was looking through that yesterday because i'm writing a song uh where cj and i are writing a song called uh we can't date and it's about you know you have all these woke ideologies your mother may think you're great but we can't date <laughs> and so it's kind of a funny song so i was looking for verbiage in that book and they got a whole chapter on how the education system they take it from a satirical view but how the educational system is designed to separate the child from the parent it is and so these teachers and i know you're smart i know you're smart listen my oldest daughter she's an educator she's a teacher i get it um you're smart people but but the system's built for you to not succeed it really is. So here's one. Here's one. Um, Filipovich. Filipovich. I never can say her name. Jill Filipovich. I don't say her name a lot. So I can't say that I never. Um, she did some uh, She did some tweeting. Uh, April 12th. She said more mothers. Well, first of all, she said stay-at-home mothers are psychologically and emotionally worse off than working mothers by just about every measure from depression to anxiety to anger they're much more likely than working mothers to say that they are struggling and less likely to say that they are thriving um where's she I, getting this information i don't believe that at all i don't believe that at all and, and listen i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a whole study here soon on another episode and just talk about how men and women i keep talking about how we need real men we need real women 100 real men and real women because women aren't real women either no. like women are destroying no. themselves and you that, and i are on the same page there facts. we're anti i i you know I, I militant feminist uh <laughs> you know the militant feminism movement is is not true femininity it's not uh i believe that we've gotten things out of order 
I believe that women who have the ability to stay at home, to raise their children, Should. to be loved, protected, provided for, are sheltered in a, in a way. And yeah, you say, whatever, call me what you want to say. I'm done. Yeah, well, listen, I, we've already seen your system. Your system's shit, okay? We've already seen it. It sucks. It's in the cesspool of history. We've already seen it. So maybe we go back to some of these uh, historical values that are out there that say, you know what? Women do better in an environment where there is a but man to take care of them there is a home that they can take care of it's, there is no such thing as a woman though there's, there's no such thing as a woman right not. so, so yeah. there is no such thing as a woman so how are they even defining yeah. that right so if if they're doing studies on women like really yeah. who i've never met a real women? woman i've never re met a real woman that didn't want to feel secure that's the first thing that they want I never met a woman that didn't want to be protected. It's actually biological, right? Like yes. women, because we have a limited number of eggs, right? We we value resources. Yeah. Where men come on with it. That's can right. Go out and do whatever they want. Like yeah. that's kind of what happens. You know, Andrew Schwartz has a comedy bit out there. It's hilarious. He's like, boy, women really played the long game on this equality thing. He was like, because when we were out there fighting bears and lions and getting cut in half by the gladiators, they were out there going, yeah, y'all go do your thing. We're going to stay at home. But as soon as they got air conditioning in the office buildings, they were like, equality. <laughs> there, like there's something so true though. There's something to be said though. Like, why don't you want to stay home with your children? Like, where is that that yeah. genetic nurturing component to your life? You That's should, right. That that should be your ultimate priority. Is That's your children. right. It's a mess. Um, I uh, I uh, I don't know. I uh, I'm I'm so frustrated with so many of of these different things. People and you come at me. I'm I'm gonna do a whole thing. I'm gonna expose. The I whole like deal. this, Chad. Keep going. Because because Jill Jill Filipovich, she said more mothers at home makes for worse, more sexist men who see women as mommies and help meets. Men with stay-at-home wives are more sexist than men with working wives. They don't assess women's workplace contributions, fairy, and they're less likely to hire and promote women. She said, also, just give people a little extra money when they have babies and don't consign people to living in poverty. Several European countries have child payments, and that makes sense. You know, I'm actually weird about maternity leave. I don't think, I don't think that it's fair. Right. Like, I don't think that so you get to take off. Three, you decide to have a child. You decide to work. You yeah. take off three months and you get paid for it. Right. And yeah. everybody else has to, like, chip in and do your work. Yeah. And you're getting paid to not do anything. And that should be mandatory. Yeah. I think it's BS. I, that's what I think. Well, I'm going to take a break. And, and wait, let me just do it right now. Sorry. The way, and I think we got our ads mixed up, Chris, between the, we good. We just do it. Um, the I know you're the master at this. That's why you're super Chris Cruz. But the way that ties back in is if you vilify the woman that wants to stay at home, then what you do is you exalt positions like the educator who know how now has to step in and do the job. That's what I keep hearing over and over again. These teachers who are going, these teachers who are going, well, we have to do the job that's not being done at home. Do you know what they also say though? Don't you know it's creepy? They're always like, my kids, my kids, my. They're not your kids. They're not they're your, your kids. students. They're not your kids. Yeah, I understand the sentiment, but they're not your kids. They're not your kids, but and, they think and, they are. And so, so you look at Jill Filipovich who says these things and, and says, oh, well, these stay-at-home moms are really just oppressed with sexist husbands and all these kind of things and then the teachers are going to have to come out there and say well i have to take up the void for what's not being taught at home well which is it gonna be i think my point's being made i agree oh uh, anyway uh friends i hate to say it but we have some very unpleasant days ahead now let me ask you do you have enough long-term food storage on hand if not i urge you to go to preparewithchad.com stock up on emergency food from my patriot supply you need food security above all else and my patriot supply 
is the largest preparedness company in America with over 50,000 four-star and five-star reviews. Right now, you can save $150 on their three-month emergency food kit that gives you breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for three months per person. Go to preparewithchad.com. You'll see my ugly mug on the homepage. Uh, claim $150 savings per kit. Your order will arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. You know, I, I put it to the test, Chris, the other day. I, I ordered some for my mother. Less than a week it got there. Less than a week. Go to preparewithchad.com right now. Save $150 off each three-month emergency food kit. Order, don't be a victim. Go to preparewithchad.com right now. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, as always, we love to give credit where it's due and, and just love on our Blaze family. And so I'm happy to welcome to the program my good friend Dave Rubin. Dave, good to see you, buddy. How's everything going in your world, man? Chad, I'm, I'm busy. Things are a little nutty. But they said, Chad wants you on the show. I said, guys, clear out the day. <laughs> I, the I canceled everything. You know, I was going <laughs> to do Tucker tonight. They wanted me on the Today Show this morning, Tonight Show tonight. Guys, nothing. No. You shut it down. I need to focus. F, Good to be with you, man. F. George Stephanopoulos. That's all I got to <laughs> say right there. Well, uh, I wake I, up and say that, so that's all right. <laughs> well, it's good to see you, man. Uh, Dave, of course, is the creator, founder, and the host of The Rubin Report, and uh, just a great person and uh, friend and member of the – I love the way you, you, you wrote a, a note in the book you sent me. It said, we're unlikely friends. I love that. I love that. And, and I was talking to Matt Kibbe. I told him that. And he said, you know, it's the likely friends you got to be wary of. The unlikely Ooh, like ones that. will stick with you. Oh, Kibbe, we got to give credit where credit is due. That is, that is a good line. Look, you know, it's kind of funny in a way. I, when I was writing that to you, you know, you, you in the last couple of weeks, I, I announced this thing about having kids and you immediately threw a, a tweet out there, uh, you know, saying that we're friends and you're not on this earth to judge me, something to that effect. And, yeah. and that's how I feel about my friends, too. And the, and the unlikely part, I suppose, is only because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born and bred from New York and then only lived in New York and L.A. until I moved to free Florida. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're down there in Texas with a cowboy hat. But everything else, I think, or not everything, but but 90 percent of the stuff uh, that you and I care about is the same stuff. And yeah. I'm much more interested in finding people that maybe we got that 10 percent difference, but who cares? Who, who cares? cares? I, I really mean that. That's what people have to learn to get over because we can fix this thing and we have much bigger problems. Chad, if, if the difference between you and I is a problem, then we are seriously screwed because <laughs> there is a freaking movement that will gladly throw us both in the gulag together. So we may as well figure it out now because we could be in there in that same small, you know, it's usually a small room, bad lighting. Yeah. We could be stuck in there for a lifetime. Yeah. Well, just know I love and appreciate you and all your contributions that you make to just freedom and free speech. And uh, the, his his uh, book, Don't Burn This Book, was a bestseller, uh, and I believe this one's going to be the same one. This is the follow-up, Don't Burn This Country. Uh, just just scanning through this thing after I received it, I'm so excited to dive into this. Dave, you're one of those guys, again, that I, that I want to know what you're thinking, right? So that's, that's always one of those deals that's just an honor to me to be able to crawl into your brain a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the book. 
Well, look, the book is designed very clearly because when I wrote Don't Burn This Book, which was my first book, it was to lay out the ideas that I believe are the best ideas to free us. And in essence, these are classically liberal principles, which I know liberal sounds like a scary word, but it's what the founders intended, the ideas of the individual, laissez-faire economics, small government, uh, federalism, (laughs) states' rights, things like that. Uh, which have nothing to do with liberalism in 2022, but those are truly Mm. old school classical liberal principles that are far more, let's say, conservative in a modern context than than liberal. Uh, But that's sort of a separate thing without getting too lost on the words. Um, So I laid that out in the first book, but then what happened over the last two years, obviously, and then it it was really sort of injected with the COVID thing, is that the march of authoritarianism, of top-down government, of, of mandates and control and draconian laws and all of this stuff, it just kept coming and coming. So as I was locked in my house, quite literally in mm. LA where nobody could go out, although I was having illegal parties, um, I said, well, I should write a book about how we fight this thing. Now, I didn't know that, you know, it takes a long time to publish a book, as you know. I didn't know that by the time the book would come out, that the world would still be as screwy as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in the in the last day or so, Philly is now bringing back mask mandates, absolute insanity. The FAA announced this morning they're extending the airline stuff. I mean, it's just sheer BS. But this book really is about, well, what do you do? If we accept that the woke are here, if we accept that our institutions are crumbling, if we accept that our politicians are doing everything that they're not supposed to do, if you accept all of that, Well, then how do you get some power back in your own life? And as the subtitle says, not just to survive, but to thrive. And I think there are ways to do it. And that's really why I wrote this. Yeah. And you refer to it as a woke dystopia. Uh, You know, this brave new world that Aldous Huxley so prophetically predicted is kind of here now. Uh, We're seeing that played out in our economics. We're seeing it played out in our politics where ideologies are now becoming policy. We have the... uh, you know, uh, the crazies, I say, the the asylums are empty. They're not only running the street, but they're sitting in office, right? So yeah. it's, it's an insane world we're living in. Those of us that have some form of, we believe at least, some complexity of thought and some common sense are looking at it, scratching our head, going, what do we do? I think that's the question. And, and I ask you, what do we do? So that's really what the book is about. So there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. Um, you know, first off, we have to really separate from these people. If you believe that the institutions are infected. If you believe that the educational institutions are infected, the cultural institutions, the corporations, then you need to stop giving them your time, your money, your resources, and your attention. So two examples I'll give you real quick is stop sending your kids to four-year schools. Mm -hmm. You've got four kids that are coming up on uh, college age to one degree or another. Is the best idea that you should now go into a $100,000 debt or put that debt on them so that they can get a degree in lesbian architecture and then have no skills and no ability to do anything, and then be in debt when they're just supposed to get their life going? Or would a better thing be, hey, there's a lot you gotta learn about the world, but maybe I could give you, I don't know, five, 10 grand, you could travel a little bit, you could learn a lot from YouTube lectures, you could listen to some Jordan Peterson lectures, you might mm-hmm. learn a little something about getting your life in order. Uh, a seri- you, know, you could watch Glenn Beck videos on the founding of America and have a much better understanding about what our founding principles are, and not get into all of that debt. Those schools, the, the entire system, there's almost none. There are a few good schools, Hillsdale's up there, there's Liberty University, there's a couple, but they are so infected that we must stop paying attention to them. We must accept that they are infected. And for example, when I hire here, we're, we're still hiring for my production company now, if somebody sent me a resume and that resume said Harvard or Stanford on it, mm. there is no freaking way I'd hire them. I, I'm not kidding, I'm not just saying that. 
To me, that would mean they have been infected with some of the worst ideas and been around some of the worst people possible. Yeah. If now show me a kid who dropped out of school, who actually, you know, knows what he thinks and why he thinks it, and he tells me, oh, you know, I, I actually woke up and I read Peterson's 12 Rules for Life and I really am taking good care of myself and I wanna work hard. Well, now we got something and that actually happened. I, I go into the story in the book, that happens with one of my interns. Uh, he was a great kid, we pay all our interns, I said to him, uh, hey, why don't you drop out of school and take a job with me? He said, Dave, no, you know, I wanna, I wanna stick in school and, and uh, see what happens. And then I didn't get this part in the book because then I, we published the book, uh, but now he works for me. He called me about six months later and he said, Dave, I've had it, I don't wanna do this, the Zoom stuff is all BS and I'm not learning anything here. Does that offer for the job still stand? He lived in LA, he moved to Florida, he's, he's got his first apartment and a good salary and, and benefits and all that. So separating from them is one thing. And then the real thing, which is the driver of the book, is we gotta build new things. We, gotta, we, we need a completely new economy. We need to separate from them. Don't think that Disney is coming back. We need better, we need better stories, but not just entertainment and that kind of stuff. We need, we need plumbers. I, I don't wanna bring in a woke plumber into my house, I kid you not. I, we need everything. And, it, and if we can figure out how to harness some human ingenuity, which is the thing that drives everything, we can beat these guys because this is not the best of the best they're, that they're sending us. They're scaring us, but this ain't the best of the best. There's a joke in there somewhere about having an environmentalist plumber. I, I got to think on that one. There's, <laughs> I don't know if you want him to be an environmentalist or, or how green you want him to be. There's some jokes in there. There's something. There's definitely something there. <laughs> there's definitely something there. I want, uh, what's the quickest, easiest way for folks to get a hold of the book? Well, as of yesterday, it is everywhere, but you can go to DaveRubin.com slash book and we've got all the links there. Amazon is obviously the easiest way, but you know, we, I'm trying to drive people to their local bookstores, actually go to a brick and mortar yeah. and, and pick up a copy of the book. You know, we've got the audio book as well, which I, I read myself, so it's fun and funny. And I, I tried to you know, give, it, give it as much personality as possible. Uh, but uh, wherever books are sold, as they say in the biz. Yeah, and, and doing an audio book, trust me, I know. I, I've done that. that. That is hard work, doing the audio book. So but isn't it fun? Isn't it fun because you read the line that you had just written down and you're like, this one's pretty good. Yeah. Then you read some and you're like, ah, should have done that a little differently. But when you get the good one, that, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, in my last book, the last, the last sentence of the entire book makes no sense. That, that's fun. <laughs> That's fun when you see that. You're going to get back out on the road, though, right? You're going to be doing some live stuff. That's right. Uh, starting Tuesday the 19th, I'm at West Palm with Don Jr. So every show that I'm doing, I'm bringing on a special guest. Great. And uh, we've got we've got your man, Glenn Beck, will be yeah. joining me April 24th at the Majestic Theater in Dallas. I hear a rumor that you might be there. That's, I'm coming. That's the rumor I'm here. That's I'm what I'm hearing around town. I'm clearing uh, the calendar. Yeah, I'm coming. There you go. So uh, Dennis Prager will be joining me in uh, in Brea and Larry Elder will be joining me in Oxnard and just a whole crew of people. And I'm going to do a different show every night, mess with the crowd, throw some stuff out. We'll do Q&A. I'll give a little bit of a lecture, but it's just, I'm just, I want to get back out there, man. You know, when my first book came out, it was COVID. I had no book tour. We canceled. I was going to do an international situation, Europe and Australia and Canada. So it'll be just good to get back out there with the people. Yeah. Dave Rubin, you're smart. You're funny. I love you, buddy. Uh, thanks for the book. Thanks for the kind words that you wrote inside of it. Don't burn this book, Surviving and Thriving in Our Woke Dystopia. Get it where books are offered. Use the, use the brick and mortar, but visit DaveRubin.com. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Chad. Good seeing you, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You too. Take care.
Hey, you know me, I'm skeptical by nature. So when I first heard about home title theft, I was like, is this even real? I mean, can some cyber criminal really forge my name off the title of my home, take over as the new owner? Well, it turns out, yeah, he can. Real estate crimes and losses are rare, right? Well, wrong. According to the FBI, this crime is growing faster than credit card fraud, and you're not covered by homeowner's insurance or common identity theft programs. Home title lock. They earned my trust. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect anyone tampering with your home's title, they mobilize to help shut it down. So here's what I urge you to do. Number one, go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials from the FBI agents and government officials. Number two, register your home address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. And when you protect your home, tell them Chad sent you to get my listener discount. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, get the book. Hey, folks, in case the left's plan for your kids hasn't become clear enough to you uh, yet, I want you to come with me on a short little round trip journey from here to New Jersey and back again. Woo! <laughs> Aren't you excited? Now, for just a moment before we begin, I'd like you to put on your academic writer's hat and tell me this. If you were going to be writing the new student learning standards in the field of comprehensive health and physical education for a bunch of second graders, what do you think you'd be putting in the curriculum? Now, a few things immediately spring to my mind. Some very basic anatomy and hygiene makes sense. The importance of regularly bathing, brushing one's teeth, and perchance not filing, you know, filling up on boogers before mealtime, you know, the basic stuff. Well, what if I told you that in New Jersey, their Board of Education is deemed necessary for second graders to learn gender role stereotypes and their potential impact on self and others? How about... To, dif to differentiate between sexual orientation and gender identity and understand the, quote, influences of peers, family, media, social norms, and culture on the expression of gender, sexual orientation, and identity. Hmm. I could feel some of you spitting mad right now through the TV, but just wait, it gets better. These new guidelines also call for kids to learn about pregnancy testing, the signs of pregnancy, and pregnancy options, including parenting, abortion, and adoption. Now, I'm quoting all this so far, and I'll pause to note that they sandwiched baby murder between parenting and adoption. You know, just that cute little third option there, nothing to worry about. By the time these kids leave second grade, they're going to be able to list medically accurate names for body parts, including the genitals. That's a quote. Oh, and they throw climate change in there for good measure, too. Yeah. Kids will be instructed on how climate change affects the health of individuals, plants, and animals. Now, that was quote heavy, but I wanted to be really precise because, you know, you guys think I'm lying to you. I want to level my answer to a recent National Review article which challenges those of us on the right for using the word groomer, 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 to describe these people. I'm sorry, National Review, but this isn't the time for sitting on our hands. They point out in the article that the Florida Parental Rights Bill was passed without the use of hyperbolic language and I agree. Don't say gay is hyperbolic language, though, National Review. Calling people who are grooming the next generation of kids to look at the world through the most magnified pair of woke lenses you can imagine. Calling those people groomers? That's not hyperbole. Now, I promised this was a round-trip expedition, so let's bring it on back home for a moment. Here in Irving, Texas, right here where I'm sitting... 
A teacher who is a faculty sponsor of MacArthur High School's Gay Straight Alliance is facing a possible firing over compliance issues with the school's rules about pride stickers and flags. Now, I want to make something abundantly clear. If you're teaching kids the things they're supposed to be taught at school and you're not dragging any of your own personal wokeness into it, I don't care who you are. I don't hate gay people. I don't even hate gay teachers. I love everybody. But there's a difference between accepting a person and embracing the way he or she sees the world. And the left has blurred the line between the two to the point that there almost is no line anymore. Now, if you live in Texas, please know that this is bullshit and it's on its way. Hell, it's already here. We just haven't sunk quite as deep into the mud pit as New Jersey. But mark my words that we will. Now, Greg Abbott, you're going to step up to this situation to take action, aren't you? Aren't you? How about you, parents? At what point are you finally going to wake up and get your kids out of this disastrous school system? How long until it's too late? Everybody wants to, they want to come at me, Lisa. New Jersey comes up, and then remember I called it like the armpit of America, and I I got some heat for it, but it really, I mean, it's really tragic over there. It's really bad. Um, You know, look transgender teacher tells kindergartners when babies are born doctors guess if they're boys or girls that was a viral video that's been out this week uh yeah but uh, sometimes he said the doctor is wrong the doctors guess if they're boys or girl now when i had my babies i didn't have them my wife had them Mm-hmm. When she had them babies, I went to every OBGYN appointment she had. Every single one of them. That's never missed one. Of you. Never, ever missed a single OBGYN appointment with any of my biological children. My four kids. I wanted to see the love dub of the heart through the ultrasound. I wanted to be there. I figured I was the one that knocked her up. I should be there. It's, it's, I, it's, it's your child. I, I got, got her into this mess. In there. And that's was, another, they don't think it's a baby either. But right? that's I was one. having the baby too. And we wanted to know the gender. Whenever you could, we wanted to know the gender. So um, <laughs> it was always, are they having a hot dog or a cheeseburger? <laughs> right? right. So, so you knew if there was a straight. Uh, <laughs> so now. Or the three lines. Let, right. let, me give you, let me give you guys Let me give you guys an anatomy lesson Aww. right here. Okay. Let me give you guys a little I anatomy. I wish I brought mine. Right here. <laughs> this is Biscuit. Say hi, Biscuit. Yeah. Say hi, if we Biscuit. Had Charlie here. We could now, show you. Now, I gave Biscuit a gender-neutral name because I don't know what Biscuit wants to come out as. All oh, right? my God. Now, now, when it comes to the sex of Biscuit, I can actually look and say, it's a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at there. Look. Look, kids. They can do it in school. We can do it on the Chad Prather Show at The Blaze. I'll put it right there in the spotlight. It's a cheeseburger. I don't even know what to say right now. That's not a hot dog. It's a cheeseburger. You're a little girl. You are. I didn't have to guess. I don't have to have a medical degree. I didn't deliver you. To you're, not a biologist? Not you're, a biologist. you're not a biologist. You're not a biologist. Who knows? Now, what her gender is, I don't know. She's got 417 different versions of gender that she can choose from. So I named her Biscuit. I figured that that was inclusive enough that she could be whatever she wanted to be. But don't I, even it's not pretend. a guessing game. Do not pretend to buy into this. Don't do it. Don't, it's not even funny. It's not funny. It's so <laughs> sick. It's not funny. Well, the problem is it's it's this is what people are doing, right? It's so for a kindergarten, <laughs> a kindergarten teacher who's transgender, to tell kindergartens, Biscuit's back out. I've been doing this show all week long. Biscuit's just right here. <laughs> Nobody even knows. I've got to, I, I'm just going to pull Biscuit out when I need an anatomy lesson. Um, but this, this, uh, this transgender teacher, um, he did like an identity share thing on a Zoom session with elementary age kids. And, uh, I think I saw that one. 
Yeah, I said something that's really cool and unique about who I am is I'm transgender. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. Most of the time, the guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. But sometimes the doctor's wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. The doctor makes a correct guess. That's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they're called transgender. Mm. And he goes on to talk about he's a man, but when, it, when he was a baby, Ill. he was a, the doctor said he was a girl. They're mentally ill. They're not transgender. Yeah. They're mentally ill. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. And so he went on to say, this one person said, uh, this one teacher said, I talk to my students about what it means to be trans all the time. Um, that's, okay. That's problematic. Like that, my, my second grader does not even have yeah. any idea. Like she thinks, she still thinks like getting married is yucky and like boys should play by themselves. They get and cooties. She's mad that we got a boy dog and not a girl dog. Like it, they, they don't know <clears throat> any of this. They're not even, it's not even like puberty age. Like they don't understand these complex issues yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, they got they got cooties. You don't want anything to do with those boys, those nasty boys and those nasty girls. It's, I'm starting up, to get enraged. Little... I'm starting. I, like It's like I want to take my day out on people anymore. Like I, I'm getting enraged at these people. So, something else needs to be done. Like we need to, we need like an army of families to go and like stop these people. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. It's happening. Folks don't want to believe it. Going to go to a break before we do. How old does your mirror say you are? Ladies and gentlemen, you can delay this question for 5, 10, or even 15 years with the new Ultra Retinol Serum from Genucell. You look good, Lisa. Thanks. You always look good. You don't look like, you're, you don't look like your age. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, for 65, you look fantastic. Oh, my God, I'm going <laughs> to smack you. See, Chad wants me to take my day out on him. I know, right? We're just we're just rearranging your rage. Uh, Marina from Fort Lauderdale, Florida said, Great product. My skin loves it. I've spent so much money on creams over the years, enough to pay off my house. Just kidding, but it feels like that product has changed my life like no other. Marina is flying high with Cell's new Ultra Retinol Serum with Hyaluronic Acid, this technological wonder, hydrates your skin at a cellular level and builds on this deep moisture with the incredible anti-wrinkle effects of phytoretinol. Go to GenuCell.com slash WatchChad now for up to 50% off the brand new Ultra Retinol Serum. You will be amazed with the results or your money back. You'll also get GenuCell immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less free with your order. Go to GenuCell.com slash WatchChad. That's GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash WatchChad. For free express shipping, free shipping, free returns, exquisite customer service, geniusell.com slash watch Chad. Be right back. <clears throat> so yesterday we showed you a TikTok of a teacher who said, uh, you know, if your parents don't love and accept you, F your parents. I'm your parent now. This was a teacher, pro-LGBTQ, eighth grade teacher. Uh, he's he, I think it was a he yeah. has decided to resign. Good. Should have been fired. Um, so, yeah, I know. Listen, if you watch this show, you, you see plenty of TikToks that we show you from these teachers doing all this stuff. So, again, I love it when people come at me on Twitter and like, this is not happening. You know, I use the word groomer. You remember when uh, when they used to use this logic? They would say, you know, conservatives are racists. I said, no, we're not. Well, the fact that you say you're not, you must be. Same thing. You know, we're, oh, we're, why are words triggering you? You must be a racist. Well, why is the word groomer triggering you so much? Right. Right? So that's why I keep saying, on my side, no, I'm sorry, you're a pedophile. Oh, you're a pedophile. If nothing else, you enable them. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, and there's already guys out there like, doing videos about saying how like he doesn't think it's wrong like academic 
people saying they, they don't yeah. think it's wrong to have uh you know yeah. sex with 14 year olds or 12 years like i don't necessarily see anything wrong with that if it's consensual they're this is this is they've been planning this forever they're sure. finally being bold about it wisconsin high school closes out its fine arts week with a drag performance by its very own french teacher how about that and then what you need at a high school is a drag performance it's, it's, this is the other thing too like what is the percentage of transgender people in the population right they, like they don't need minimal minimal right one one percent why is it everywhere why is it like ubiquitous it's everywhere you go Again, you would think that it was like that it was 50 percent of the population that's the grooming process correct they're trying to make it look sound like it's no, a want, far bigger thing they don't want to feel weird yeah. So they want other people to do the same thing as they are. And so they're trying to convert people to be like them. Well, we don't want to be like you. And we don't want our children to be like you. Right. I like my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You have your own hot dog. You say move on. Move on. Don't groom me. He's grooming me. That's what's really happening here. <laughs> <laughs> don't you groom me, Chris Cruz. Uh, Warner Brothers admits to cutting gay dialogue out of latest Fantastic Beast movie to appease the Chinese censor. Of course they did. Yeah, uh, but but it's fine, right? Like it's fine if China doesn't. Nobody yeah. cares. It's just us. Well, they know where the money comes from. It's coming from China. Come from the backers. That's where the money's coming from. So yeah, if China says it, problem is we're a bunch of wusses. We're a bunch of cheeseburgers. That's what we are. Maybe we need to grow some wieners or <laughs> or a, a set of ding dongs. Or whatever. I need a. I need a. You just need manly. Man. I need a food euphemism for balls. Anyway. Too many beta <laughs> males. Cherries. I don't know. That doesn't sound very masculine. That doesn't sound very masculine. You know what does sound masculine is Kamala Harris trying to talk about broadband internet. Play that clip. <laughs> Unlike for some of us, the thing of Encyclopedia Britannica is a thing of a long time ago. Years a long time and ago. And now the kids need to be online yeah. to help get their homework done. Yeah, they do. Broadband wire, why do we care about that? We're going to lay it across the country because we know that our seniors might need the benefit of telemedicine yeah. if it's too far to get to a hospital. Our small business owners need access to high-speed broadband to run those small businesses that are part of what fuels America's economy. She doesn't we, even look like she believes what she's saying. No, she I mean, doesn't we, believe any of it. When you consider the significance of the passage of time, these wires. <laughs> I think people she, should go back to reading the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, maybe that, actually that's what we maybe really get need. some books out. Learn how to flip through the pages and not use the internet to do your homework. Get rid of TikTok and so you won't think that there's transgender exactly. people are fifty percent of the population. <laughs> we did that on the show a couple of weeks ago. I mean, if you ask people, the perception is that twenty percent of Americans are transgender. That's so crazy. It's less than one percent. Uh, Kamala. Kamala's a moron. But I like it when she goes into her when she's like. Arr. She, she she gets all cool, you know. Maybe these people need to understand something, like like so fake, so <laughs> yeah. fake, so disingenuous. Like she's on an episode of the Jeffersons or something. Dude, and that, <laughs> it, it's like that forced lip. She, her a her name is bad. B she's gross, and she never can ar properly articulate herself ever without that yeah. weird cackling laugh. Yeah, she sucks. Insecurity because she's stupid. Uh, I leave you with this final and great thought. CNN Plus uh, floundering. That's their streaming service has. Fewer than 10,000 daily users, which reminds me, uh, go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code MORECHAD to sign up, and let's keep kicking CNN's ass. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Watch chad.com that's where all the fun stuff is i got some shows coming up uh gonna be in naples florida with our buddy bobby sausalito at take naps on instagram you watch him you know he's funny he's gonna open for me there in naples but this month uh just next week two weeks actually uh april 29th gonna be at dosi do in the woodlands be my fifth appearance there we're gonna be doing and yes it's an expensive ticket but they give you dinner and dessert and all kind of stuff in there it's a fun listening room so get your tickets at watchchad.com hey guys go sign up overtime go sign up you use the promo code MoreChad. It's only like 80 bucks, 85 bucks. I don't know, like 80 bucks a year. What is it? It's worth every bit of it. I agree. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Chad, promo code MoreChad. You talk about parallel economy. And uh, don't forget to go get Dave Rubin's brand new book, Don't Burn This Country. And uh, Lisa, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me again. Love you so Love much. You. Uh, overtime. We'll see you tomorrow on Overtime. Bye. Thank you.